0: Hello, and welcome to Living Proof, the Isaac Newton Institute podcast. My name is Dan Aspel. In today's episode, I will be speaking to Avi Majorcas, who is a recipient of the Simons Postdoctoral Fellowship in Mathematics. This is the second episode that we've done interviewing a recipient of this fellowship. It was a newly created scheme, thanks to the generous support of the Simons Foundation, created to enable exceptional early career researchers in the mathematical sciences to gain experience, independence, and new connections. We very much hope you enjoyed the episode. So Avi Majorkas, it's uh, fantastic to have you here on the podcast. Thank you very much, Dan. It's fantastic to be here. Great. And um, we're speaking today because of the Simons Fellowship, of which you're one of the first recipients. So how did that come about?
1: So I finished my PhD in December 2020, uh, and then I was uh, looking for research positions uh, in general, and the Simons uh, advertisement came up, and I thought it'd be fantastic to go to Cambridge. Uh, So I did my PhD in Oxford, which is down the road, morally speaking, (laughs) And I thought it'd be nice to, uh, to come here. And I was very lucky to be asked to interview uh, and to be offered a position. And I'm very excited to be here.
0: Mm. And and your journey into mathematics until that point. So you were doing your PhD at Oxford. Yeah. And w- what had brought you to that point? So undergrad or before, or if you can, you can even tell me about your original interest in mathematics.
1: Uh, yes. Well, so it's a slightly winding road. Uh, so I think like many people who end up in this kind of place, I was always quite clearly good at mathematics and science as a child. Um, My grandfather actually was a metallurgist uh, for the British iron and steel industry. Uh, So he, we talked a lot about mathematics. I remember him showing me how you could take a a circle and divide it into thinner and thinner pieces. And, you know, each piece was a straight line, but if you did it enough, you would get a smooth circle. And I thought this was quite incredible. so I, was always, I always liked mathematics and I was good at it at school. And then when I went for my bachelor's, originally I was going to be an engineer. I thought I would train as an engineer. And then I, I took a, a year off before my bachelor's. And through that I decided I would actually change to do maths and philosophy. Uh, so I did a 50-50 course at the University of Nottingham in mathematics and philosophy, um, which was very enjoyable. Um, and yeah, for, for other reasons, I had planned when I finished to live abroad, Uh, So I moved to Israel directly after I finished and I lived there for a year. Um, And yeah, through kind of other things, I was looking what to do next. And I was offered a place to do a master's at KCL in London. So I came back and I did one year of a master's uh, there where I was introduced to uh, partial differential equations, uh, which is what I, broadly speaking, the area I work in now uh, through my master's thesis. Uh, And it was a really enjoyable year. I was very lucky to be in a, a small group of people who took a lot of the same courses we shared an office and we got on very well and we talked about all kinds of problems mathematical societal philosophical everything and it was a really nice environment and I really enjoyed that um, and after I finished the masters I, I got a job at an engineering firm so I kind of went back uh, in a loop um, with a view to doing a PhD with the engineering uh, company um, or elsewhere and uh, and as that came out um, I was also offered a PhD place at Oxford and I decided that I would rather do something focused Um, so Oxford had opened a graduate school in partial differential equations so it was a very very lucky confluence of events uh, that I could go there, go back to studying what I did in my masters
0: and that's how I ended up here more or less. So tell me, is mathematics and philosophy quite a common union of subjects?
1: Uh, it is it is not that common as an offered course. It's offered uh, at King's in London and Nottingham and Oxford and a few other places. Durham, I think, do it. Uh, conceptually, they're very close in some ways. Um, so there's obviously a big tradition of the philosophy of mathematics. So you think of Bertram Russell and, and Whitehead and the Principia Mathematica, uh, and people like Wittgenstein, very analytic philosophy that uses a lot of the same ideas of logical proof. Um but in some sense, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is maybe a bit deep, I don't know, but we, people often say that the universe is written in the language of mathematics. And as a statement, that kind of is a very interesting statement. Like, I'm not really sure what that means. We don't... And typically, if you're a scientist, maybe you're not that convinced the universe was written at all by anybody. So what does it mean for it to have been written? It wasn't an a priori decision to choose mathematics, So for me, they're very natural that philosophy gives you a way to think about what it is that you're doing. The maths I work in is not applied, but it comes, the motivation comes from applicable problems. And so philosophy gives you a good way to think about what does it mean to solve an equation that's inspired by some real world problem? How should you think about that connection? So I really enjoyed it. It's not that commonly studied, but it should be, I think.
0: Yeah, it's interesting as well, because you were inspired by engineering Mm-hmm. to follow a passion for mathematics and you moved away and then back again to that you then studied maths and philosophy do you think that later in your career the philosophy will become more major at the moment it's the maths is the focus
1: yes um yeah that's a good question I I mean at the end you say at the moment I think it yeah the majority of my time is spent on mathematics and that's that's what I I, I want to be doing I think, yeah, I think it would be interesting to do something more. I think what I've learned from being even just an early career academic is that, especially you go through this sort of valley of ignorance when you're studying something, and when you're very early, you think you know everything, (laughs) and you can contribute significantly. And now, you know, I'm a researcher in a very small area of a very small area, and I think it would, at the moment at least, it feels a bit presumptuous to try and contribute to another area that I haven't been involved in so much Uh, but I enjoy talking about philosophy and um, there was actually while I was at Oxford there was a somebody doing his PhD who had also done a PhD in philosophy and he was now doing a PhD in mathematics right okay Uh, so he was interesting to talk to
0: (laughs) I bet and um, so applying for the Simon's fellowship here has allowed you to have six months working on an INI program Mm -hmm. uh, and then six months elsewhere in the faculty of maths so tell us about the program that you're assigned to
1: yeah so I'll be joining the program on frontiers in kinetic theory uh, which is so actually my process will be the reverse I'm spending my first six months more or less at the department of pure mathematics and then six months here when the program starts in January Um, so the program is organized by a number of people who are here Clément Moreau who's in the mathematics department um, and uh, José Carrillo who's at Oxford and some other people internationally uh, and the focus of the problem is on uh, the program. Sorry, is on kinetic theory. So kinetic theory is it's a very easy sort of real world thing to to consider. Um, so a good example is you have say a billiard table, an infinitely large billiard table, and you fill it with billiard balls, and then you start sending them around, scattering them around the the table. Um, they will collide with each other and interact and move and what have you. And we have Newton's laws of conservation of, of momentum. And so you can write down the rules for how these balls will, well, their dynamics will evolve. Um, but as this table gets bigger and bigger and you have infinitely or many, many uh, billiard balls, this becomes difficult to keep track of. And so what you would want to do is write down a statistical description of what's the likelihood. You don't care about finding the eight ball at some particular place. You care about the likelihood of finding a billiard ball with this velocity in this location roughly so if you think about the distribution of air in this room we think of air molecules behaving in roughly the same way just in three dimensions not two dimensions and they're bouncing around and so kinetic theory is the study of those kind of problems.
0: Wow I mean that does sound a fascinating topic to examine. How many people globally do you think are pursuing that as a professional specialism? And are the, are, is every single one of them going to be here in January?
1: Uh, well, so to put a number in it, I would have no... You, I, this is a tangent answer, <laughs> but we have this experience where you, you, you're part of a small mathematical community and uh, you go to the same conferences and seminars and you see roughly the same faces and you think this must be the whole world of mathematics. And then you find a paper or a researcher from a completely different area and you follow their citations and you find that none of the names do you know. Mm. So uh, it's hard to answer. Uh, maybe in the hundreds, there are people who are pure mathematicians who work in this field, from PhD students up to, to yeah. faculty. And from the list of participants, I think that, you know, the big contributors will definitely be here uh, uh, next year, will be visiting or participating in some way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be very exciting, I think, to, have, to be able to interact with them and to, as a young researcher, to get to see the problems they're working on and maybe discuss some problems with them.
0: A necessity of being a recipient of the Simons Fellowship is that you be, as you just said, a junior early career researcher. So how does that feel for you, being uh, amongst colleagues at all stages of their career, working on this specialism? How does it feel to be the youngest member? Do you feel, Mm. have you slotted right in? Do you feel overawed? Uh,
1: Well, so I haven't, yeah, like I said, I haven't actually, the programme hasn't started yet, so I'm, I'm not sure how that will be. I think it will be, yeah, so so far, obviously, as a PhD student, you interact with your supervisor, and you maybe interact with some of his collaborators. Um, and through my own sort of research and building networks, I've interacted with a few senior people around. But certainly, when you have a lot of them in the room, it is quite overwhelming. <laughs> uh, so actually, I've just, just, I just, i just come from giving a talk at the, the math department. Um, and so even that I found quite daunting to give to give your talk at the University of Cambridge in mathematics um so daunting in one way but also I think I think once you get especially once the program starts I expect after a few weeks they're just people and they have good ideas and they may be um very passionate and inspired about their work and so after a while the the desire to solve problems and discuss problems I think will will trump any of those kind of nervousness or interactions
0: yeah yeah exactly it's nice to hear that um no matter who you are how old you are whatever you say is valuable um mm. so that's really positive uh how are you enjoying your time here so far how long have you actually been living in cambridge if you are living in the area
1: yeah so i've been here officially since august uh so i'm not actually living in cambridge i'm living in london at the moment um my partner has a job in london uh, so we live there um but coming up i've been coming up here once a week more or less uh, and I will continue to do that and, and stay for longer when the programme starts. Uh, I think it's, I mean, I love the city, uh, really enjoyed living in Oxford. It's a very small city, sort of the, the outdoors, it feels very close at hand and it's the same here. Mm. And I'm very lucky with the weather the last few times I've been here. It's been sort of gorgeous <laughs> autumnal summer, sunny yeah. sunny weather. Uh, so I really, really like it.
0: Yeah, oh, that's good to hear. Um, so there's, yeah, quite a lot of excitement ahead. So you've got until, I'm guessing until roughly July, August. Next year to be here, and um, there'll be plenty of excitement ahead, uh, not only with the research but just in terms of living and interacting with the people around here. So it's uh, you know I wish you all of the all of the best with it. Thank you um, very much. What does the rest of the week hold for you? So uh,
1: the rest of today, I'm travelling back to London. Um, the rest of the week, I have a full day of meetings tomorrow uh, on Zoom, unfortunately, with various people internationally, uh, and then I will be writing some job applications uh, for next year. Uh, for when when my fellowship finishes and also uh, desperately trying to finish a paper with a collaborator we've set ourselves a deadline of of mid-november so that's
0: what i'll be doing busy times busy times (laughs) well avi it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, i look forward to seeing more of you around the place thank you very much cheers cheers